pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on this uh, sunny but windy Monday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right now, 106 on this Monday, this portion of the show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. If someone did someone hit your car over the weekend, whether it is uh, someone just not paying attention or a drunk driver, if you find yourself in an accident or people that they're just not careful, they just pull out. If someone rear ended you, some damage to your fender or maybe to a door, whatever it may be, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, they'll handle everything for you. If you're ever in an accident, call Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body. Call them first, 401 272 3340. Well, folks, good afternoon on this uh, sunny Monday. Boy, it's freezing out. What a difference. Last week it was uh, in the 60s, and now all of a sudden we have uh, this. What I'd like you to um, um, also do, though, is, is this situation at the border is a complete disaster. And this falls on the Biden administration. Right now, as we are, today's Monday, March 15th. You're, you're I think, over the next couple of weeks, you're going to start to see the media start to question the Biden administration more. You're going to start to see more people start to question some of the moves. So one of the things that's going on is the situation at the border. And the reason why, you know, I was asked about this on Newsmax last week. It has to do with the fact that there's a message out there that you're not going to be turned away. President Biden whether you like it or not, he's basically set up an open border policy for the United States. So listen to this piece. And by the way, so far, I think this is the strongest piece negative towards President Biden. Um, they own this. This is not on President Trump. The Biden administration is giving the impression that if you come in, you're not going to be turned away and you can stay. And this is what it sounded like this morning on Good Morning America. Crisis is growing again. More than 4,000 children in custody at overcrowded facilities after a 25% surge in border crossings by unaccompanied minors in the last week. President Biden deployed FEMA to handle the surge over the weekend. Our chief White House correspondent, Cecilia Vega, reports from a border facility in Donna, Texas. Good morning, Cecilia. George, good morning to you. You know this. We have been repeatedly denied access into facilities like this one right here behind me. The administration citing COVID and privacy concerns, but we are this morning getting our first glimpse inside, and these allegations are disturbing. This morning, inside these massive tents along the southern border, hundreds of migrant children waking up in crowded conditions without their parents. Lawyers who recently went inside tell me the overcrowding is so severe some children don't have beds and are forced to sleep on the floor. One girl telling them she hadn't showered in six days. How young are we talking? We saw the whole spectrum from from 1 to 17. Our cameras not allowed in. The Border Patrol handing out its own footage when the facility opened last month. The lawyers say 45 to 50 children share a space like this. That is where they would spend their entire day. They did tell us that every few days they were allowed to go into a courtyard for about 20 minutes 
but it seems that some children would go longer than that uh, without seeing the sun. They say siblings of opposite genders who traveled together were separated upon arrival. Some children saying they haven't been allowed to call their parents. This new video showing the surge at the border, sources telling ABC News the more than 4,200 children currently in custody is at record levels, up 25% from last week alone. Authorities detaining more than 500 kids a day, kids who made a long and dangerous journey alone. The system so overwhelmed, the Biden administration has called on FEMA to help take in, house, and transport kids to more child-friendly facilities. But inside... These tents, lawyers say there are so many kids they're being held way past the three-day legal limit, some up to a full week. And even though many of the children have family north of the border, the lawyers telling me those kids can't immediately be reunited with those family members because of all the bureaucratic red tape. So the lawyers say you're not seeing inside here behind me kids in cages like you saw under the Trump administration. They say what's needed is faster case management. They do believe the Biden administration is trying to do the humane thing here. But, George, we have asked for an official response to the allegations that these lawyers raised. The White House kicked us over to DHS. DHS kicked us over to Customs and Border Protection. We still don't have a res- an official response, George. And to say, meantime, the surge keeps on coming. What's behind it? Well, it's just so complicated. These kids are coming from some of the most dangerous countries in the world. There certainly is a perception that it might be easier to cross under the Biden administration. But, George, also the Biden administration isn't kicking these kids back across the border alone like the Trump administration did. So all of that is leading to that severe overcrowding here. It's just heartbreaking. Okay, Cecilia Vega, thanks very much. Now, again, folks, that that was this morning on Good Morning Morning America. And what should stand out is by the way when they said this whole business of uh, the Trump administration and cages basically all they've done is put up some boards around the cages to make them more look like a little office and I don't mean like a Les Desmond from WKRP type office I I mean they've, they've just set up so there's like some walls instead of some Instead of just a, a a basic, you know, fencing is what it really comes down to. I mean, that's what what it really comes down to. But why why are we hearing all the people screaming the way we did with the Trump administration? And the fact is that they are completely manipulating these children because the word is that if you have a child. They will be accepted. And then this is a strategy where the children come first and then they're supposed to call their parents. And this is a way to kind of get into the country. But you have a complete open border. You heard. And it is terrible. But what what is happening here is you're really seeing President Trump was a deterrent. President Trump saying, hey, we're full and you're not going to be taken in. And we're building the wall. That, that was effective. And look at what has happened now since Biden has come in. You have complete chaos at the border with all these people trying to come rushing in in this manner. And how is so apparently uh, uh, Biden is going to be on ABC tomorrow night, but he still won't do the the full uh, full press still won't do the full press conference. 
And as I've told you, I, I don't think he's, I mean, I don't think he's able to do. Um, I don't think he's able to do the press, a full press briefing, meaning Biden. I don't think he's up to it. And there's just no way. I don't think that it could uh, pull off. I'm also saying, boy, this is now. Here's a headline. The Bachelor is racist, toxic, on and off screen, a former producer says. Folks, it is just being thrown out there. Meghan Markle was traumatized by the media scrutiny, so she moved to Hollywood, signed a Netflix deal, did a primetime interview with Oprah, and now she claims she's running for president. (laughs) But remember, if you suggest that maybe she's full of it, you're a racist. That's basically where things are going right now. That's that's actually a pretty good indication of where things are going. I also um two of, officials have arrested two charged two men with uh, assaulting that Capitol police officer. They're saying with bear spray, uh, but they don't know whether or not it caused his death. So now they're arresting someone without fully knows knowing the the cause of death and. Something that gets thrown around a lot is this business of, and uh, you know, five dead at the Capitol, and they, they're still throwing that out. Let me just um, read the story on the people, the two guys that've been arrested now. Two men charged assaulting the former Brian Sitnik with bear spray. Mystery continues to surround his death. Julian Cater, 32 of Pennsylvania, and George Tanos of West Virginia were arrested Sunday. Video allegedly showed the men de- deploying beer spray at Brian Sidnick and other officers during the riot. Authorities are still working to determine whether the actions contributed to his death. More than two months later, an official cause of death has not been determined. They initially believe he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher based on statements. That's false. In recent weeks, the theories evolved to include possibility Sidnick ingested a chemical substance that contributed to his death. So Julian Cantor of Pennsylvania, this other guy of West Virginia, were arrested, according to uh, yesterday. Um, let's see, two months later, cause of death. Um, video shows them standing near and could be heard give... Prosecutor said Kantner could be heard to give me that beer blank. About nine minutes later, Kantner was seen discharging chemicals believed to be beer spray in the face of Sicknick and two other officers. So there's one of them, George Tanos of West Virginia. Um, there he's facing nine charges, including for assaulting Sidnick and the other two officers with a deadly weapon, civil disorder and obstruction of congressional proceeding. The men are expected to make their first appearance in court on Monday afternoon. So um, we'll have um, you know more on that uh, as as we we get it as it kind of goes through the system a little bit. So let me also um, folks, I want to just double check some other um, possible uh, news on this. Uh, oh, let me finish playing the um, the sound from the the view where 
they're arguing whether or not Antifa is real. So I want to, um, let me just pull that. Can we pull that up? Where, which is, is ludicrous. Anyone that, that follows the news, you could see that, that it's real. And, and they, by the way, they set that courthouse in Portland on fire over the course of the weekend. So now I'm not a fan of Meghan McCain, but this crowd that's on the, the view is just like, uh, I mean, they're just like a, a complete joke, as a matter of fact. Hold on. I just had it a moment ago. We're, let's see. It's not a real thing, they say. Uh, Here we go. Okay. Let me pull this up again. This is where, again, I'm not a fan of Meghan McCain, but they're trying to argue over groups that are farm organized, have done far more damage. They go after that senator from Wisconsin that has really echoed what a lot of other people have said. This is what it sounded like this morning. Senator Ron Johnson claiming the insurrectionists were patriots who love their country. Does that sound patriotic to you? I mean, there's nothing less patriotic on the planet than attacking your own republic. I mean, it's just beyond the pale. I think that um, what Sonny said is accurate. He said the quiet part out loud. He obviously is, uh, you know, has deep-rooted thoughts of racism. I think um, you have a friend who was on Capitol Hill during the attack and told Ben and I a story about how he and his office were trying to figure out if they should use a blunt force pull of a flagpole as a weapon of defense or his Marine sword that was hanging on the wall. He's going to have to rip it down to defend him. So, again, I think the idea that, that, you know, it wasn't dangerous and you weren't scared and you would be scared if it was Black Lives Matter is just ridiculous and he's wildly racist and that's that. I just want to say one more thing. Antifa does exist. The Anti-Defamation League has come out and said it's a both dangerous and counterproductive organization. The actual Portland courthouse was set on fire this very weekend and federal officers had to deploy, quote, munitions, tear gas, flashbang grenades at the courthouse. Um, And what separates Antifa is their willingness to use violence. I have very good friends who have been reporting on Antifa for months and months and months. I actually have a friend who was hurt reporting on it. Um, We we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can say Ron Johnson's an absolute moron. We can say that not all uh, activism is is violent, but the idea that Antifa doesn't exist is just just factually inaccurate and wrong and a lie. So, Sarah, what's your thoughts about Johnson's comments? Well, the comments, people that love this country, that truly respect the law enforcement and would never do anything to break a law but they did. So when you look at the people that stormed the Capitol that, that day and used flagpoles as weapons, who killed a security guard, who wore T-shirts with Auschwitz on it and other messaging that is completely um, abhorrent. You know, you look at who these people were. And also, I, I find it interesting that he felt safe that day. That was due to the security of people that were sweeping him away to special rooms to make sure they weren't hurt. And if you're going to give these people, these domestic terrorists, the credit that they had the nuance to determine whether they were going to hurt you or not, they couldn't decide between Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence who they were coming for first. And the messaging of the news on the front lawn and everything else. These are not law-abiding citizens. When you love this country, you love this country for what it 
stands for. Aside from Native Americans, every one of us came from some other place. And when you trope in terms like other and you judge people by brown or black skin and, and troll and fear, that is at the root of racism, which is why people have been screaming for years. But now in the last few years, louder than ever to say there's a problem. And until we highlight conversations and comments like this, we will not get to the root of the problem and it will remain in this country. Joy? I just want to clarify that Christopher Ray, who is the FBI director, says that Antifa is an ideology, not an organization. There is no sign that they were involved in the Capitol siege. Let's be clear. I'm not saying they were involved in the Capitol siege. I'm okay. saying they exist. That's all. I'm done. They exist. I said my said thing, and you, you said, said yours. it was we'll a fantasy. You said Antifa doesn't exist, we'll and it's a right fantasy back. like this. It's, a, it's an idea. It's an idea. It's not an idea. She's exactly wrong. She's completely wrong. It's not an idea. I mean, see, this is what we're talking about. And as far as this stuff of what some people had uh, on T-shirts or some of this other stuff or they want to mention, are, are they unaware of, of what we all watched this? We all watched this past summer with all the destruction that was done. Is that is that is that what we're you know what we're talking about? So after we all watch that, are we all supposed to pretend we didn't see that? Wow, I mean that is just and and, and all he said was that senator they're talking about. Where suddenly now he's a racist. I want to play for you exactly what he said, and. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Call J.K.L. today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest re- Rebates in the market. Call J.K.L. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Folks, call J.K.L. Their expertise is second to none. Now, listen, it's obviously freezing out. So if you need something uh, fixed or replaced, J.K.L. Engineering, they can design a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. You're saying no gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering, let them install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for over 54 years. JKL's reputation, second to none. Especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction, call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. I want to find um, Senator Johnson because I didn't think that his comments, he was, to me, basically echoing 
uh, what a lot of people felt was, it, it, you know, what, what was the big fear? The big fear was that if somehow, if President Trump won the election, we were going to have rioting in all the major cities. I even interviewed the leader of Black Lives Matter who said that that it had had that happened um if Trump had had won that basically they were going to burn down every city and you'd know about it. So he is under fire right now. Let me play this is the um ABC report on it. And a comparison he made to Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. Tonight, Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson under fire. Johnson saying he didn't feel threatened on January 6th because the marchers coming to the Capitol were patriots. But then adding in a radio show clip now sparking anger. Well, this could be in trouble. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. Backlash swift. Democratic group American Bridge 21st Century calling the comments racist and unacceptable, demanding he resign immediately. California Congressman Ted Lieu tweeting, the mob murdered a police officer and injured 140 other officers. They would have hurt you if they got their hands on you. That's why senators hid that day. The officer cause of death remains unknown and no one has been charged. Federal prosecutors say more than 300 individuals have been charged in the Capitol riots and they expect to charge at least 100 more. But in a statement tonight, Johnson doubling down, appearing to cite a report that found 570 demonstrations last summer turned violent and saying that's why I would have been more concerned. And with the authors of that report telling ABC News today, the senator is using the data out of context and that 93% of Black Lives Matter protests were peaceful. With Elizabeth Schultz. The fact of the matter is, and again, folks, at 128, good afternoon, it's Shonda Petro. Well, you know, that's even taken out. Yeah, there were some demonstrations of, if you add up all of, you know, what what are you going to include? Like the Black Lives Matter? Uh, protests they had in in uh, Barrington or a Black Lives Matter protest. I mean, if you add all of those up and do the numbers, but we all saw what happened in the major cities. I mean, as much as they want to focus on it, and if they want to say, use this whole percentage situation, I understood what the senator was saying. And as we've said, listen, if that had been Black Lives Matter and Tifa, they'd still be inside the Capitol. All right, so a lot of the Trump people, what do they do? They went in and they had flags and they had hats. And there were, you know, there were two to three hundred people that had on the tactical gear and they were more serious and wanted to cause havoc. You know, yeah, you did have that. But the majority of the people that were there, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, they were peaceful and they didn't destroy anything inside. He's not wrong on that. I also notice, again, the fact they're throwing around this number of five people died that day. And and no one wants to talk about how did those five people die that day. And I think it's done by design. They don't want to get into the fact that of the five people that died that day, two of them died from 
heart attack and they were nowhere. They were outside in D.C. They were at the speech and then they were trying to walk over to the Capitol. And that's how two of the people and, and their families had said they were in poor health. They shouldn't have gone. One guy, his wife said, I told him not to go. And he went anyway. Folks, good afternoon at 1.30. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, remember, this portion of the program is right by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Did this happen to you over the weekend? You were trying to fix some appliance and you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is a little trickier than I thought. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today, 401-710-7096. Now. We had a problem with our refrigerator where it broke off and then one of the doors wouldn't snap and that type of thing. What did I do? Did I try to fix it? Um, Not really. Did we just say we're going to buy a new refrigerator? No. What did we do? We called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. Suddenly, the van appeared in my driveway and on the side of it, it said, if your appliance is dying... Just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, remember, uh, all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available, and Saturday appointments are available as well. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today, 401-710-7096. Whether it's your washing machine, are you having a problem with your dryer? Making certain noise, not working properly. What about the uh, the garbage disposal or your oven or a microwave? Any appliance, Ryan's Appliance Repair. As we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to get back to the um, the story that I started to mention earlier. And this is really disgraceful. And people need to be called out on this. And I'm talking about this guy who's known as the Ballot King. I want to give credit to the Providence Journal, Kathy Gregg. That has broken out the story where the city of Providence has paid more than 390000 in accidental disability to one of the highest profile political operatives in Rhode Island for injuries suffered 17 years ago. His foot reached for the brake. He had accidentally hit the gas. His name is Ed Cotugno. He was on the stand during the Brit Mattiello trial. So his company, quote, Winning Ways, he's the mail ballot guru. He can find you mail ballots. He knows how to manipulate the system. Has been paid, think of this, 2017, 18, 19, 20. In four years, his company has been paid 240000 So... You know, do the math, 24 divided by 4. So he has done very well for himself. A lot of times he gets paid in cash as well. So he's making somewhere, just from that as far as we know, 60000 in cash. Well, it turns out 
and, and some of the money is some of the highest level people in the state. Uh, Raimondo paid him. Mattiello paid him. Jorge Alorza paid him. Senate President Ruggiero paid him. There's only one problem with it. And that is that apparently he briefly worked for the city of Providence for eight weeks. Have you heard this story? Ed Cotunio, the mail ballot king, his son was working for Mattiello. Michael Cotunio, I believe. Well, he apparently had a job from April 22nd, 2004 for eight weeks for the city of Providence. So he claims he was a state highway inspector. That much we know. Claims that he's pulling into a garage eight weeks after he starts the job. And he claims his brake foot slipped, drove into a wall, back pain, neck pain, headaches, dizziness, can't, has no memory, can't pay attention. A report written by Dr. Barry Levin, seven months, said Ed Cotunio, the ballot king. This is in 2004. Now, difficulty memory, both past and recent. Can't handle any tasks. Can't follow through on steps. His daily activities are basically, he's, he's resigned to reading the journal, the paper. He goes for a walk. Sometimes he takes the bus downtown, does no housework or yard work. Maybe occasionally he'll cook a little light cooking, cook himself an egg, little light breakfast. The doctor wrote he's totally disabled, unable to return to work at any time. So now the only problem with this is this guy has been the mail ballot king now, past several years. Uh, one of the the uh, controversies was his hands-on role in ballot collecting. So, confronted with the, the allegations of voter intimidation, Coutinho said he did not remember the voter who lodged the complaint because he worked for multiple campaigns and was, quote, running around. Coutinho had a high-profile role of uh, the Mattiello operative, Jeff Britt, who I believe was paying him in cash. He was out after eight weeks. He gets 23. He's been getting 2,300 a month to close to 400,000 from the city, even though supposedly he is totally disabled, unable to work, trouble paying attention, can't handle any type of of tasks. Um, Let me see. Um. But they also mention a couple other things about him. He was running around. Uh, he must have been at somebody's house and they signed it there. Blah, blah, blah. Again, how about that? Disability pension. I believe that would mean tax-free, correct? Um, the, the city now says, well, you know, I guess, I guess he could be re-examined. But when they, he was hired for his campaign, Mayor Lorza was neither aware that his own city was paying him. The mayor was unaware he was employed by the city, nor that he received any accidental disability pension. Coutinho, of course, says, you know, I don't know why my disability is newsworthy. If you're disabled from one thing, it doesn't preclude you from doing something else. Well, that's not what your doctor said. The doctor said you were completely disabled. 
unable to work, unable to pay attention to anything, able to do anything other than read the paper, maybe sometimes take the bus downtown. Is he driving? He's running a business, running several campaigns. Well, he he, he should obviously be charged and someone should go after this. And I will wait to see, is, is anyone going after the mail ballot king here? I, uh, I have not received, I don't believe, any type of press release. I'll double check from the Republican Party. Uh, but this is a complete disgrace. This guy should be, listen, he should be investigated. They should make him pay the money back. Why has he been receiving this money? Why was he, um, Wow. Ah, my goodness, folks. Unreal. But again, I I hope to, I hope we find out or learn that the Republican Party is making some noise about this. Because do you notice the campaigns that he works on? That's right. All the Democrat campaigns. They all hired him. There should be consequences for it. There should absolutely be consequences for it. That guy's not disabled. He's not disabled. And this is so, so no one knew. Alorza hired him. No one knew. Where is this list of everyone on the disability? Where is that? Why isn't anyone going through it? He's gotten 400000 from the city of Providence. Because supposedly, now first of all, I don't even believe the original story. Is it possible that he was faking can we at least entertain that, that it's possible he was faking the injury the whole time? Certainly sounds likely. Folks, on this sunny Monday, I want to remind you about our friends Ron and Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. They're open right now, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Delicious. Italian, Zapolis, they have the fresh calzones. They have delicious pastry and donuts, sausage and pepper. But the calzones are just fantastic. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. Ron and Melissa. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Right next to AAA. They are right off of Silver Spring Street. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Where they have eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones. They're open right now. You could drive over there. Chicken parm calzones. Plain and deluxe spinach pies. Pizza strips. Brownies, cakes, chocolate-covered donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them today. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. That uh, story about the mail ballot king is, um, is really disgraceful. And the fact that all these politicians were hiring him, and uh, that, that there should be an investigation into this. This guy, he's not, he's not disabled. What are you talking about disabled? And this Dr. Barry Levin, what kind of, what kind of uh, evaluation report written by Barry Levin, MD, seven months after the accident? Oh, he's having difficulties, recent and past memory. He has trouble with handling tasks that require multiple steps. He forgets some of the steps. What a scam artist. 
present activities, read the paper. He's getting $2,300 a month tax-free from the city of Providence. On top of that, he's getting all his money from being the ballot king. Listen, this money should be stripped from him. He should be investigated. Is he driving? Does someone? Have, does he just go along with that part of the scam where he has someone drive him? He supposedly worked eight weeks for the city of Providence in an accident in the city highway garage, April 22nd, 2004. Fought for benefits in workers' compensation court and settled with the city. Accidental disability pension, 2300 a month. He's received four, basically close to $400,000. He was pulling into the garage. His foot slipped onto the gas and he drove into the wall. Now, he was able to get out of the truck on his own. But over the next few days, oh, he had a headache, neck pain, dizziness, numbness in his hands. Within a week, he noticed he couldn't remember anything, couldn't pay attention Now, the good news is the neck pain gradually subsided. But other problems persisted. Hearing loss. I watched the guy in court. He did did say, like, could you repeat the question? I can't hear that well. He did do that type of thing. But the doctor wrote in November November 16, 2004, the patient is totally disabled. (laughs) Unable to return to work at any at, at this time. Now, I don't understand. The the city's retirement plan says proof of the continuance must be required on an annual basis. Should you recover from your disability, you're eligible for reinstatement to employment. So the city spokesman told the journal the city's retirement board can recommend retirees be reexamined yearly. And they started doing that in 2019 for, quote, a random selection of retirees. But has not done so in this case. When he hired him for his campaign, Alors was neither aware Ed Catuno, the mail ballot king, was previously employed by the city, nor that he received an accidental disability pension. So think of this. He's unable to work for the city, so they're paying him $2,300 a month, yet he was healthy enough to handle mail ballots for Mayor Alorza. Folks, does any of this make sense? Uh, in his own case, he said, listen, if I'm working as a consultant, I don't have a shovel or a snowplow in my hand. The, the tasks are different. Uh, beyond that, I doubt the city would wanna, would hire a 66-year-old guy back in his old job, even if I could do my old job, which I cannot. So now, just so we're clear, Ed Catunio, who may be 66 now, but he basically, this happened in 2004. So when he was 50, my question is, how, what kind of condition was he at 55? What kind of condition was he at age 60? We know that he's been able to do this winning ways with the campaign season. But the fact that this guy, I mean, it is just disgraceful, folks. And they were all hiring him. You know, this, this, that, that is, that is, there's something wrong with the system. There's no way. It should be reserved for people who are, in fact, truly injured. And he says, hey, what about some of these? Yeah, none of that's right. What about some of these firefighters? None of it's right. 
None of it is right. None of it should be allowed. Enough with the yeah, but. Yeah, but what about, you know, well, never mind what about. Uh, folks, right now it's 145 on this uh, Monday. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Hey, I'm very happy for... Um, very, very happy. You know, I just want to circle back. I was mentioning the whole situation of people that you can't criticize. And there's a headline in the Boston Globe. The future is now. Rhode Island's new legislative black Latino caucus leader says the future of Rhode Island is now. There's definitely power numbers in Representative Karen Alzat. While legislators have been talking about how black Latino leaders will play a key role. The future is here. The future is now. This year's General Assembly is the most diverse in Rhode Island history. 21 people of color of the 113 members in the legislature. The new chairwoman of the Rhode Island Legislative Black Latino Caucus is easy to make the group's voice heard. Uh, her parents, this woman, her parents immigrated from Colombia. The caucus likely focused on three main areas, education, environmental justice, public education, blah, blah, blah. But I want to get to, um, the Boston Globe also has a, a story in um, in what's going on with the search for lieutenant governor. And it's written by Ed Fitzpatrick. In Rhode Island, March Madness means filling out your lieutenant governor bracket. I also just want to mention, I am so happy for Iona coach Rick Pitino. I believe, my opinion, folks, John DePietro on this Monday at 147, Rick Pitino is one of the greatest college coaches ever, ever. And PC had a chance to get him, and they passed and stayed with Ed Cooley, who's totally overrated. All this talk and everything else, they're not even in the tournament. So then Hurley went to UConn. UConn's in the tournament, right? URI URI had a golden opportunity to hire Rick Pitino. He would have gone. He would have gone. He could have built URI into a powerhouse. I'm talking like consistently one of the top 20 programs in the country. He brings excitement. He brings fundraising. He brings winning. URI passed on Rick Pitino and chose David Cox. Is URI in the tournament? No, URI is not in the tournament. Rick Pitino goes, there's one place that offers him a job, Iona in New Rochelle. And boom, they win the MAC conference. He's got him in the NCAA, and now they're going to face Number two, Alabama. Don't bet against Patino. Look at that. One year. Folks, there are some people that are just winners. He's one of them. Ed Cooley. Overrated. Totally overrated. When he was threatening to go to Michigan, PC should have let him go to Michigan. You want to, oh, you want to leave. We've paid you all this money. Then what did PC do? Oh, we better, let's uh, give him a raise and we're going to give him more money. They should they not have been in it. Not even there. You are right. They had the chance. Patino even admitted in an interview that when Hurley left for UConn, he said, you know, I actually thought I like Rhode Island. I had success in Rhode Island. Yeah, I'd love to be the head coach at URI. They wouldn't. Nope. Not even going to talk to him. PC. Rick Patino said, you know, when I heard. That Ed Cooley was mentioned possibly for the Michigan job. He said, you know, I kind of got excited because, yeah, I'd, I would go back to Providence College. Folks, I'll tell you this. 
if either URI or PC had Rick Pitino as the coach, they would be in the NCAA tournament. Listen, either, either you want to win or you don't. Do you want to win or not? Do you, does it should all just sound good? Is that what it's all about? Now there's all these like these kids that are bailing out of the PC program. And I, I would freely admit, I don't know enough about what's breaking down within the the PC program. I don't. So I'm not trying to say I, I don't know enough about Coach Cooley's uh, coaching style. I know that he wouldn't play URI this year, which I thought was pretty weak. But but what, what I do know is that Iona is going to the, they're going to play in the NCAA. First year, and by the way, a very odd year. But Ed Fitzpatrick has a piece talking about the favorites now to be the next lieutenant governor of, of the state. And so far, McKee has 81 applicants, even bigger than the 68 teams invited to the NCAA Big Dance. Um. Anyone who requests an interview gets one. Interviews began last week. No date has been set yet. People are already starting to get a feel of who they think is, is going to be up there. They asked Steve Fryers, thinks the likely choices are prominent city council president, Savina Matos, former Central Falls mayor, James Diosa. An interesting one to watch is this state senator, Lou De Palma. That's an interesting one, but I, I, and also Democrat National Committee woman Elizabeth Barrett Perrick. Supposedly she could help with fundraising. I don't think McKee's going to have a problem with fundraising. Um, so then, uh, then they tell a joke, and then you have Bob Walsh says that he is the elite eight: Matos, Diosa, De Palma, Barrett Perrick. He also throws in Anastasia Williams. Grace Diaz, Robert Phillips, and former rep jo- Joanne Giannini, Giannini. He expects the final to come down to Matos and De Palma. Uh, let's see. List of applicants include accomplished professionals. John Jack Partridge, senior counsel at Partridge, Snow, and Hahn Law Firm in Providence. A Republican turned independent. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. And author of the crime novel, Under Blood Moons. Walsh said, no respect to anyone who's applied. Having your name on the ballot uh, or involved in the party probably gets you through the maze. One key second round question is whether an applicant is willing to essentially run on a ticket with McKee. And that shifts the analysis to what applicants bring to the table politically. Now, this is where, folks, I've been telling you about this Sabina Matos, who is the head of the uh, Providence City Council. Checks a lot of boxes as a Latina from Voter Ridge, Providence. Diosa's Latino. McKee, a former mayor, but Central Falls is much smaller than Providence. De Palma, he's a former Middletown Town Council who chairs the Senate committee. All are Democrats, while a Republican or independent might be qualified, they wouldn't help McKee win a Democrat primary. And it's all about that. See, I don't think this guy helps. So you're from Middletown? How do you help him in Providence? You don't. Well, this system of choosing lieutenant governor has been criticized. The process could help McKee identify future members of administration and candidates, both state boards and commissions, which I think that will happen, by the way, including the Republican from Cranston. Providence College political science professor Joe Camarongo said McKee's chances will have much 
more to do with his performance than his choice of lieutenant governor. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. It's only going to help the margins. Symbolism of appointing a woman or person of color could be overwhelmed by the presence of a woman of color among the actual candidates for governor. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, voters in the gubernatorial primary. By the way, Camarongo one time famously said to Pork Boy, Trump was done because he didn't win the... Uh, Iowa caucus. Uh, voters well, also like to have the option of voting for Nelly Gorbia or Providence Mayor Jorge Eloza, the city's second Latino mayor. Camarongo said McKee would be better off keeping lieutenant governor position vacant. Well, he's not doing that. See, I don't count that as an answer because he's not doing it. Final four would include Matt Tostiosa, Beretta Perrick, and he's not picking Williams. Does not expect Carbone to be a back. That was the, the joke person they mentioned. This guy that he dresses as a hot dog and he ran for mayor. That's just stupid. Um, uh, you know, I, I just don't go for that type of thing within. It's like the novelty joke thing. I just don't. Uh, he didn't go dressed as a hot dog. He dressed as a cowboy. But, you know, he's supposed to be a comedian and actor. Let me know when he says something funny, because I, I have a pretty good sense of humor. I don't find anything about this. Somebody that dresses up as a hot dog. What where is that? Why am I missing this? That's supposed to be funny. Adam Carbone dressed as a hot dog ran for mayor of Cranston. Why? why? What, what? Let me know when it gets funny. Because he, to me, just seems like a jackass. If you're a comedian and your act is you dress as a hot dog. Hold on. Could I actually find, does he have some, does he actually have some material? Oh, this would be great if he did. Okay. All right. So he has a picture of himself on his Facebook page where he's dressed as a cowboy. Um... Uh, let's see. So, um, are you legally obligated by coconut water when you're at Whole Foods? I'm not taking any chances. Um, Duncan just refused me a coffee with too much caffeine in it. Why is everyone's ice machine on their fridge always broken? Um... To this dead bug I just found in my salad dressing. I'm glad you're dead. Okay. All right. I see where you're going with this. Okay. So he's a comedian. Uh, um, uh, I don't, all right. So, you know, I, again, uh, right now, he's a comedian. I see. Uh, his nickname is... Sniff Zabarano. I see. All right. So it's really happening. He is. Uh, do I actually want to check this? I'm not going to play any of his stuff. Um, he does have a picture of himself. So he dressed as a cowboy. So he's funny because he ran for mayor dressed as a hot dog. I see. There you go. Really. Folks, this is another level of humor. This is uh this this would be like having Jerry Seinfeld as governor, in other words, right? 
I mean, this is uh, a different breed of humor that we're talking about. Oh, he, he's also behind the scenes of the pilot. That was in 2014, so they were trying to do something. Okay, so he's a wannabe actor and a comedian. So in 2014, he posts some pictures of something. But his new way of being a comedian is um, you run from Eric Cranston dressed as a hot dog. That's interesting. Huh. Hey, isn't that funny? He's running for Mayor Cranston dressed as a hot dog. <laughs> Folks, I mean, I, it's amazing he hasn't been snatched up and is not, you know, with, with residents in Vegas at this point. How about that? This is who, but uh, listen, uh, I mean, I, I don't have the patience for that type of foolishness. Uh, I would like to think they have enough foolishness going on up there. Without that, I'm going to be writing about that mail ballot king. That is a joke. What an absolute disgrace that is. Hey, folks, remember uh, Bethel, Bethel Soft Wash Power Wash. Their website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. This is the time. Let's get rid of some of those stains and algae and moss that is on your uh, property. Contact them today. Text an estimate, 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Soft Wash, and also... Their uh, website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Contact Jared today. Well, folks, again, um, good luck for those trying to get a vaccine appointment. Apparently, more are going to be made available tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. I'll try to post. Make sure you visit my Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11 in the meantime, enjoy the sunny Monday. Stay warm. It's uh, hopefully the last cold spell of March, and then things will start to uh, open up. Welcome back to the great Jeff Gamach. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. Enjoy this Monday right now. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI, Winsocket. WNRI.